Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to episode 41 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Got a great episode for you this week. I'm also just now noticing that my pen matches my shirt. That was That's a happy coincidence right there. Just happened to be using a red pen this week to go with my red and black Barstool Preachers shirt. Uh, if, if you're only listening to the audio, please take a moment uh, and, and go at least look at the stills from this because uh, this is by far one of my favorite t-shirts that I own right now. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit more later in the show because we have a little Barstool Preachers news uh, to get into as well. But of course, before we get there, we always kick things off with our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of them would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That's right, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That's our Facebook uh, uh, a Facebook official Facebook page going to keep you up to date on everything and anything that is go tell to the wall common sense Sunday Sean work live related uh, and of course our YouTube channel head over to YouTube search go tell to the wall subscribe to our channel that's where you're going to find all of our mental health playlists our parenting playlists our beer reviews and of course our video feeds and previous live feeds from episodes of go tell to the wall as well as common sense Sundays again search go tell to the wall subscribe to our channel on YouTube and of course my own personal Instagram account, which is at SoCalSean. That's right, at SoCalSean. Follow, or do we say follow for the Instagram? I think so. You follow on the Instagram. Uh, so follow me, uh, and, and you're going to get uh, some Go Tell It to the Wall content, but also some of kind of my own personal content, you know, like show pictures and some kid pictures, all that kind of good stuff. But if you're an Instagram user, definitely follow me on the Instagram uh, at SoCalSean. Uh, most importantly, all-inclusive of those things I just mentioned, except for Instagram, because I don't think it connects to Instagram, uh, would be SeanOroqueLive.com. That is our official website for everything that is Go Tell It's the Wall, Common Sense Sundays, and myself, Sean O'Rourke. Uh, so make sure you bookmark that one, check back off, and you're going to find links to all those social platforms I just mentioned, uh, as well as a link to our Patreon campaign. Please help us out if you have the means to do so and you see fit to do so. If you like what you're hearing uh, and, and want to support us in, in any way, uh, even if it's a dollar, please do that through Patreon. You can get the link right there. And, of course, our merch site. That is another way to support Go Tell Us the Wall on Common Sense Sundays. Uh, you'll link to the merch site directly from SeanOroqueLive.com. Pick up some T-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts. I think there's some hand towels in there. All kinds of good stuff. Uh, pick up your Common Sense Go Tell It to the Wall merch. That's right. Very important stuff. Uh, the stickers, I don't believe, are on there, but we just give those away. <laughs> and here's the thing. I think I mentioned this before. I've, I, I've mentioned it a couple times recently. I have so many stickers here. Uh, if, if you're a big Go Tell to the Wall fan uh, and, and you're just, you like, really, you need some stickers and you don't want to wait until you're going to run into me out and about at a show or something, uh, shoot me a message through SeanOroqueLive.com. You can email me directly through there and I'll send you some stickers. Um, if I start getting too many requests, I'm going to have to chill out on it. But but as long as it's not not going to break the bank on postage, uh, send, me, send me an email. I'll shoot some stickers. I, like, I've got piles of stickers here, and I'm probably going to end up ordering more because the sticker company always has sales and stuff, and, you know, it's one of those things. And I need to get them out in the world, so so hit me up with those uh, with those requests if you want some stickers. I'll just send them to you. If you're a patron and you haven't gotten stickers, definitely e email me right away. Uh, but even if you're not a patron, I'll, I'll send some stickers your way. Um, especially if you're going to be going on the website and buying some merch and all that kind of good stuff. All right, one thing I failed to mention last week 
not that I wasn't aware of it happening, I just didn't mention it on the podcast, is a, is a very, 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 very happy belated birthday to, to my wife Diana, uh, my amazing wife Diana who puts up with all of my bullshit. I don't know how, how anyone is able to do that, but somehow she's able to do that, uh, and it was her birthday this past week, so happy birthday to her. And unfortunately, uh, she does fall into the, the double COVID birthday club. Uh, it's wild thinking back to last year. We were barely into, we were like two weeks in uh, uh, to this whole COVID thing, like not even two weeks into the pandemic. And it was like, oh, sorry. And we, we had even had a birthday party planned uh, well before COVID kind of got out of hand uh, and just didn't do it. And looking back then, I never would have thought we'd be doing the same thing again this year uh, for my wife's birthday. Fortunately, I don't think I am going to end up in that double COVID birthday club. If we're still doing this in November, there's something wrong, and I'm just going to plan on never leaving my house again because I've got till November before I become a, a, a double co- part of the double COVID birthday club. Uh, but unfortunately for my wife, she is. But I, we're going to be making up for it. We're going we're gonna to have a giant party and just celebrate all the things, uh, definitely including my, my wife's birthday because she's now missed out on it twice. We don't do these huge bashes, but we tend to... Like, there's usually a birthday party for me, for my daughter, for my, like, we have a small gathering with family and friends, and gotten, gotten gypped from that past two years, unfortunately, so all kinds of celebrations going to be happening at some point uh, in, the, in the future. I don't want to say near future, I don't want to jinx it, but in the future, once we can all see each other again, <laughs> you know. Uh, all right, and one more thing in housekeeping. No show next week. Uh, that's right, no show next Sunday. It is Easter Sunday. I'm gonna help my 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 kiddo prepare for the Easter Bunny and uh, and and do that and do a little celebrating for Easter. Um, celebrate the Almighty Easter Bunny. <laughs> no offense, all the religious people getting so offended. Like we're gonna talk a little bit about that. Religious people getting so offended. Don't be offended. You all the ones that let let us have eggs and bunnies and stuff, and then you're like, it's about Jesus, and it's like, but, but, no, this, no, for not for all of us. <laughs> Sometimes about Easter eggs and bunnies. And stuff for the kiddos. Uh, so no show next week because I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy my family next week. It's very important, and and you should all do the same. Have a nice drink and enjoy family, and watch the final four if you're into that. Whatever you're into, all kinds of great stuff next weekend, including uh, Easter Sunday. It's, I, I I realize it's Palm Sunday. I wasn't gonna, and I know I know where we are in. I believe we're in Passover. I uh, I don't. I don't yeah. It's no offense to those of you celebrating. It's just I don't celebrate, so I don't want to talk about stuff that I don't celebrate and I don't really know anything about. I mean, yeah, people that know me know I know I know entirely too much about Palm Sunday. Uh, that would be the the growing up Catholic. Uh, however, I'm that's even then I'm so out of it. Last time I went to church, uh, it's been a while. It's been a few years, but the last time I was in a church, uh, and we're talking anyone out there who's really if you're raised in any religion and don't practice it now you can probably relate and I went in and all these like these prayers and stuff that I knew just by heart and they've changed them all slightly since I was a teenager uh so I was like what 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 are we doing here oh great now I got a little fly flying around the studio right on my monitor get out of here fly uh so even with the changing stuff I'm sure many of you can relate uh to that out there because I go and I'm like I'm so confused I spent so many years in a building like this and it's been you know granted it's been a long time but <laughs> <laughs> What's even happening now? Uh, so, all right, that being said, let's move on to digital trends. That's right, digital trends, things happening around the digital platforms over the past week or so. Got a couple, just a couple for you this week. Uh, it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of light in the digital realm, 
really, I mean, we're going to talk about some other things that they didn't put into digital trends, but it's a little light in the digital realm this week. Maybe that was just for me. I, I'm Sometimes I'm easily entertained, sometimes I'm not. This one entertained me. Uh, Little Nas X is in the news. All over the social platform news is right now. People are losing their minds. If you don't know who Little Nas X is, he's a, uh, he's a country singer. Um, I'm not real familiar with, like, I know who he is, uh, and uh, that song, that's, he's, that, uh, what's that song? Old Town Road. He did that, uh, actually helped to earn Trent Reznor a, a Grammy because they sampled some of his music on there. Uh, but I digress. Lil Nas X, real popular right now. He came out with some, some new custom sneakers for everybody. I'm not going to get into the details of them, because here's the thing for me is this, I didn't care enough to read the details, I was more just... Interested in the controversy, the fake controversy, and the pearl clutching that's going on here. Because apparently these shoes are, they're like the 666 edition or something like that. Obviously a play on things. You know? And here's the thing. is We all decide. Cancel culture flying around and, and Christianity in the 90s. We've talked about all these things that get canceled. And it's extra funny when people, groups just decide. Like, oh, these sneakers are satanic and, and all this other stuff. And we've all been around like... Here's the thing. Remember, you, you know, Kiss, 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 Knights in Satan's Service. That's their name. <laughs> and and granted, back in the 70s and 80s, there was a lot of pushback on that. Now it's like, now it's hilarious. You see kids dressed as the band members of Kiss. Like, don't we can't just pick and choose. That's the thing. Uh, some people are losing their mind. Pearl clutching. Nike actually had to come out and clarify because these are Nike sneakers. Uh, but he, like, made custom, I think, went through the custom Nike thing. Because if you're not familiar... Um, a lot of sneaker companies, they do customs. I own a few pair of custom vans because you can go in and pick like what colors you want, what patterns, whatever else. So I think he had these made through the customs. Must have bought a bunch of these. I, I don't even understand. I, again, I didn't care enough to get into it. What was more important to me was that people are just deciding uh, that these are, these are an affront to humanity and everything else and losing their minds because that is the most important thing going on in the world right now, some fucking sneakers that have a 666 on them. Uh, their shoes. Their shoes. Calm down. You you don't have to buy the shoes. You don't have to let your kids buy the shoes. Don't get the shoes. They cost like $1,000 anyway. I don't know who the fuck's paying $1,000 for shoes. I know people out there pay $1,000 for shoes. Don't at me. Don't send me email. I wear Vans. I wear Vans. Speaking of Vans, <laughs> I'm going to get tangented here for a sec. I'm scrolling through uh, Facebook the other day. And uh, if, if, if you're into sneakers and stuff, and I'm not, talk I'm not really talking necessarily Vans, but if you're into like the Nikes and the Jordans and all that stuff, eBay's doing a real cool thing right now where they can verify the sneakers. You can buy them, you know, from other people, and, and they're they're authenticating them because apparently sneakers are something we have to fake. You know, <laughs> and it, that's been common for quite a while. Uh, and so this is popping up in my feed, and I look, and it's got shoe ads in my feed. And there's Vans shoe ad there. It's... Star Wars slip-on editions, the New Hope slip-on editions. And they're listed from anywhere from $150 for used, used, like worn, not just like used more than once. Like I looked at them, I was like, no, you wore those a bunch, man. <laughs> like from there all the way up to $300 plus, $300 plus for these slip-on Nike, uh, slip-on Nikes, slip-on Vans. What was great is I'm looking at this and I go, holy shit. I, I got those in my room. I've had them for years. I've never worn them. <laughs> the kicker of all of it, I paid $20 for them. That's why I have them. I got them on clearance at Vans. That's why everyone's like, how do you have so many Vans? How? Because I buy $20 Vans. 
That's why. And now what's going to happen is I'm going to sit on these a little longer. They're going to sell for like $500. I'm going to sell them for $500. And I'm going to put that money back. <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, if I sell these, I'm getting some other, some different vans. I'll put the $20 back, <laughs> you know, from five years ago. Whenever And what it was, it was like five, six years. I mean, these were out in 2015, I think. So they've been around a while. But apparently I've just been sitting on like $300 there that I don't even wear the shoes anymore. And I don't even know if I'm going to sell them. But that's I collect vans and... I think the popularity is taking off on some of these things, and now it's like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm curious to go look at a few, a few of my others. Uh, but all that being said, leave Lil Nas X alone. I, I'm not into his music, but I have no problem with the guy. Do you. Do you. He's not hurting anybody. You don't have to buy the sneakers. Calm it down. All right, moving on. San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> that cluster F of, a, of an event they do down there in San Diego. Yeah, I said it. It's a cluster. I remember when that thing was nothing in the 90s. Like, you just, kid in the 90s, you just walked up. You're like, hey, can I go to Comic-Con? They're, they're like, you got a ticket? No. Eh, come on in. <laughs> now it's this pop culture con. Freaking everything. You know, they got everything in there. It's a little bit of everything. Well, they announced, like, literally this weekend, San Diego Comic-Con, because it was canceled last year. I think they did some virtual stuff, whatever. Which is, you know, everybody's done this virtual stuff. Uh, they have announced a rescheduling for Comic-Con, which usually is in the spring, like, very end of spring. Don't quote me on that. I feel I want to say, like, May, June is usually. They didn't want to do it then, so they moved it to November, and it's actually going to occur over Thanksgiving weekend in San Diego. And, of course, everyone lost their minds. They said, oh, gosh, oh, how can you do this on Thanksgiving and all this, uh, these other things? And what? Oh, listen, I have no other plans for Thanksgiving. Slow down a little bit here. First of all, I don't know if you've ever, if any of you out there listening have ever been in event planning. It's difficult to plan a wedding, a small dinner dance. These are not easy things to plan, let alone one of the biggest comic pop culture conventions, not in the state, not in the country, in the world. Let's give them a little bit of a break. That might have been the only time available. So it was like Thanksgiving weekend or nothing. What are we going to complain about next? The other thing with that, you don't have to go. This isn't some kind of requirement. Everyone's like, oh my God, I can't go to Comic-Con. Then don't go. Comic-Con, it's not, people like to pretend. And, and, and when I was at Disney, it was the same thing. I, I was able to go to Comic-Con forever. Like, and I just never went. I was like, I don't want to go. And that's the thing is, now, presenting something, yes, if you're doing that, yeah, maybe it sucks a little bit because your employer, your studio's like, you got to go do this. But people just going to the con, calm down. You don't have to go. No actual, like, business is happening at the con. For for 99% of people complaining about this, no actual business is happening at Comic-Con. They just want to go see things. Get some free stuff and stand in line for two days to go see some panel that lasts for 15 minutes. Let's calm it all down. Just don't go. It's, it's mainly just a bunch of hype. My favorite thing here is, though, is I will say, and that, that's the other thing, is there's a bunch of people that are probably real happy about this because they're like, well, I have to travel back to San Diego uh, for, the, for Thanksgiving. Now I just knock them both out. So I'm sure there's some of those people. The other thing I was thinking of is, is San Diego kind of has this, and <laughs> go ahead, send me, send me the hate mail for what I'm about to say. San Diego has this big head on them. They think they're L.A., now, if you're familiar with Los Angeles, when Thanksgiving rolls around and, oh, God, Los Angeles at Christmas, oh, it's so good. It's just so good. Everybody leaves town. 
And San Diego, a lot of people think that San Diego is also this transplant city. No, 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 no. People go back to San Diego. San Diego gets quite crowded around Thanksgiving and, and, and Christmas because people are going back there to, to actually go to things. They're not leaving there the way they are in Los Angeles. So I will say that is the one thing we'll have to see uh, how the crowds are with San Diego Comic-Con because people aren't leaving. <laughs> they're going to... They're coming to town for things other than Comic-Con, uh, so it's going to be, it is going to be an extra cluster, I'll give you that. But everyone complain, just don't go. Watch the panel. <laughs> watch it. You can watch all these things after the fact. It's pretty easy. All right, hashtag fake chicken nugget facts. Yeah, that's trending around the social platforms right now, the digital world. Fake chicken nugget facts. Uh, I live on, <laughs> I almost just about live on dino bites. If you're a parent out there. Uh, you know what dino bites are? They're these chicken nuggets, and I, I'm obsessed. With, I just had them for lunch today before I came in the studio. I throw some of those in the air fryer and some French fries and some. Chal I put some Cholula on. So good, fills you up. Not real bad for you. Tasty. That's one of my go-to's. Uh, so, so I'm all about the chicken nugget. I've been all about the chicken nugget for most of my life. But uh, hashtag fake chicken nuggets. This one's for all the 80s kids out there, We're 70s, 80s kids out there, but if you, anyone eating McDonald's in the 80s, maybe early 90s, uh, you remember this one where the rumor swirled that chicken nuggets from McDonald's were actually, uh, they were hummingbirds. <laughs> you remember this? Anyone uh, of a certain age? That was, the, that was a whole rumor, and people believed it. They're like, oh yeah, you're eating little hummingbirds. Like, are, are, are we, though? Are, okay, you know. I don't know, maybe when I was super young, I believed it, but I don't recall ever being like, oh, we're eating hummingbirds. <laughs> nope. Oh, ch chicken nuggets. Tasty and healthy. If you do them right, tasty and healthy. Oh, boy. Let's move on to some COVID updates here. <laughs> now, if you're friends with me on the socials, you already know this. Uh, this past Wednesday... I was able to get my first COVID shot. That's right. I got my first COVID vaccination. Uh, it was actually quite easy. I was able to walk there. They've got, they've got a, a thing set up not far from my house. Uh, my wife and I walked down there, and because it wasn't too crowded and they had extras, uh, and because I technically qualified with the new mental illness thing they're doing, uh, I was able to get my shot, and so was my wife. Uh, so that was a huge, huge relief uh, to me. Even just having the first one, I, I felt better, and it felt like progress, I can tell you. Um, so anyone out there waiting to get your first one, it just just know you're, it's coming. It, it's, it's just a matter of time before you can get yours. I got lucky, um, and, and, and I'm happy that I was able to get my first one, and I've, I've actually got my appointment for my second one. So as of mid-April, uh, I will be fully vaccinated. Um, and in California, uh, they are opening it up to, to anyone 16 and older, uh, as of April 15th. So we're slowly getting there. Uh, but I will say everyone still needs to be extremely careful. And here's the thing for me. Uh, I have a four-year-old at home who cannot get vaccinated. They are not vaccinating children yet. Uh, that's why it's, it's 16 and older that are getting vaccinated uh, for COVID. So I'll continue to be extra cautious. Extra cautious. Uh, and, and continue to wear masks. It's not that hard to wear a mask. Just keep wearing your mask. Uh, and then on top of that, knowing that we were having warnings of another surge. Uh, some other countries are seeing it right now, where, where it's gotten, they've, they've got another surge and huge increase in cases, and we're actually seeing a little bit here in the U.S. Um, California is still doing somewhat okay, but some other states are seeing these surges, uh, specifically New York and New Jersey are now top 
the top two states uh, for for infection increases and, and case increases and everything else. So we're, we're not out of it yet. We're not out of it yet. Keep keep masking up. Keep getting those vaccines and just don't be stupid. It, it, don't be stupid. You can wait an extra month or two, uh, you know, to see people that might be high risk. All these things. There, there's no rush. Think back to a year ago. We were like, oh, yeah, a month to flatten the curve. No. So just just stand pat with it. Keep wearing the mask. That's the important thing. Uh, this one I did find interesting. Uh, a study, a couple studies have come out uh, with with COVID and smoking increases, smoking cigarettes, which was which was really fascinating. It made sense to me. Uh, they're saying that so there's been surveys uh, and as well as studies, uh, and and the numbers show it. Specifically, one of the things they were talking about was there's a, a thing called the Smokers Helpline. Uh, which is a national thing here in the U.S. I'm sure other countries have a similar thing, but you can call it. It's like a toll-free number, and they give you resources. Uh, 27% decrease in calls uh, over the past year during the COVID pandemic. Uh, and on top of that, a lot of surveys that they have done with people where, where they have said the, the stress of the pandemic uh, has caused them to smoke more. Now, if you've ever been a smoker, <laughs> it's like I have. Oh, yes, stress is going to cause you to smoke more. Uh, and then also people, just boredom, boredom. Uh, and it got me thinking, because as I was looking at this, and I, and I was trying to think back to like a year ago, I think my smoking had increased. At that point, I was just using a vape, a nicotine vape, and, and I've since quit, and I'm, you know, uh, have not smoked anything nicotine-wise since July. Uh, but I believe when it first hit, I, I think I was smoking more, just partly out of boredom and then stress. Just smoking the vape, you know. Uh, so I get it. Uh, but it's interesting to, to, to kind of see... Um, the effect of that, because the other side of it is they're finding that the that uh, teen vaping, like youth vaping, has actually gone down in the past year, and a lot of that is is less social opportunity for kids to kind of pick up vaping, you know, as they're out with their friends. I mean, any anyone who's been a smoker, um, really, really of any stuff, you know, you like, and it's not even necessarily peer pressure, but you probably you probably smoked your first cigarette with with some friends, you know, you somehow got your got your hands on a pack of cigarettes and yeah, you know, go out and go out on you know for us we had horse trails all around go out there and hide oh we're so bad you know 12 year old sean like oh i'm so bad yeah <laughs> dumbest thing you can do don't ever touch the cigarettes kids just don't touch them uh but less social opportunity for that so that that is the one plus side of it i guess um but hopefully people are calling that smokers helpline uh get back to it because i won't criticize Anybody doing other things, obviously, like doing some heroin or something, yes, no, you probably need to check yourself, but, you know, people smoke a pot, little psychedelics, or, you know, drinking, like, I'm never, smoking, I'm not going to give you a hard time, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's the worst thing, that's by far the worst thing to do, is, is smoking nicotine, just just don't do it, just don't, don't ever start it, so you don't have the problem, I wish I never did, because it, I, God, my lungs would be in so much better shape now if I hadn't been a, you know, 20 plus year smoker. All right, a little mental health. I don't have a ton this week. Uh, as you know, it's been, a, it's been a rough couple weeks, and it's actually gotten better. I think myself personally getting the vaccine, um, and then I was just the physical toll uh, from, from my, my OCD over the past couple weeks was just brutal, and it finally started to get a little better this week. It, it really did. I woke up Monday morning, and I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little better now. Uh, and I think that was also exacerbated by, by allergies. I don't know if any of you out there listening like are getting the allergies bad this year. I'm getting them bad. And I'm not even like leave. I'm just, just going outside of my house, and I'm, I walk back in after being. I'm like, oh god, why does my throat hurt all of a sudden? 
you know. And it's funny. It is kind of it is kind of funny, haha. Because it always takes me a minute. I'm like, oh my god, do I have COVID? And then I remember, like, I'm like, no, my lungs are fine. It's just like it's the uh, you know my sinuses and my throat. Like, so it's clearly allergies. So keep that in mind. If you know, if you can't, if you're if you're kind of like me and you're like, oh god, I got the COVID. It's like, no, no, could just be allergies. Think about what symptoms you're having, uh, and it could just be allergies. Uh, anyway, mental health. I want to talk briefly briefly about this because we've talked about it many times before. And we, I still have a lot of uh, like a whole obsessive compulsive disorder study to kind of break down. We need to dedicate more time to that. Uh, but as we are getting kind of, you know, toward the end of this pandemic and COVID and, and seeing people and, and things are starting to open up. I want you to consider your own feelings as well as uh, others around you. And that would be introverts or extroverted introverts like myself. I'm very much an extroverted introvert. Uh, I am actually having a little bit of anxiety about everything opening up. I'm very excited to be able to do things like go to shows and, and see some of my friends that, that I haven't seen. Jeez, my little baby niece. I haven't even given her a hug yet. I've, I've met her, but uh, we're 10 feet away. Like, uh, you know, I'm ready for those things, but I'm also very anxious because it's been a, over a year of this. And there's plenty of people out there like me, and honestly, even much worse than me because I'm an extroverted introvert. There are just introverts out there that are going to have trouble. As things start to open back up. Uh, so I bring this up because if you're someone like me, move at your own speed. There's no rush. There's no rush to get you kind of back out into the world. Move at your own speed with, with how you're comfortable. Just because things are open doesn't mean you have to go to that bar, go to that restaurant, go to that party, whatever it is. Move at your own speed. And if you're some, maybe you're somebody that doesn't have this issue, guarantee if you don't, you absolutely know somebody that is at least slightly introverted and is going to have a little bit of anxiety with the world opening up. So respect others and their timing as well. That's extremely important. It's respecting boundaries, but this is a big one. This is we're, we're, we're returning back to normal, but the normal we've been in for the past year is very different from what we will eventually get back to. And I think that is the key thing to remember. Don't be hard on yourself and don't be hard on your friends and family. Let everyone move at their own pace. Everyone will get back to a point where they feel better and they feel more comfortable. And that's, that pace is different for every... It's going to be different in my house. My, my wife's going to be like, boom, oh, I'm ready, I'm ready. And I'm going to be like, uh, you know, slowly, slowly. Can't get, I'm not getting into a huge crowd right away. I'm just not doing it. And it's, it's partly because of COVID, but it's also just partly my anxiety. And, and being when you haven't been around people for a long time, it, it's... It's new and it's going to be kind. It's going to be somewhat foreign for a lot of us, for kids too, kids, and and really, you know, depending on the age of your kids, that's going to de depend kind of how they're handling it. My kid's going to have to somewhat recondition to like, no, you can you can be around people. You don't have to stay away completely. You can you can interact a little bit. It's going to take her a while, and it's going to take me a little while. So respect to that timing and those boundaries. Everyone's going to have their own pace. I haven't driven a car in over a year. <laughs> you know? Everyone's going to have their own pace. And just respect that. And don't rush yourself into it. Because it's, it's not worth your mental health or your physical health. And I'm not just talking about cat, like contracting COVID. I'm talking about your physical health and how you feel being out in the world. These are important things. Very important things. And it's not worth sacrificing your mental health. To go do some things. Because in the end, it's going to end up being worse. It really is. 
All right, let's get in some parenting here. That's right, some parenting. I got a couple things this week. Uh, new Sesame Street characters. We got two new Muppets coming to Sesame Street. Uh, they haven't been on episodes yet, but they've. there's a little interstitial out there uh, with Elmo and these two new Muppets. It's a father and son named Wes and Elijah. El Elijah. Elijah or Elijah. I, I've heard both pronunciations. Elijah. Uh, Wes and Elijah. They are, they are African-American father and son. And they have brought them into Sesame Street uh, to talk clearly about race. Uh, to, to talk frankly and clearly about race. And in fact, I believe in the interstitial, uh, they talk about skin color and skin tone and how that makes everybody special and different. Uh, but in, obviously in a positive way. We're talking Sesame Street here. They do everything fantastically. I've never, never really had a bad thing to say about Sesame Street. Uh, and then they're also they're, they're using current, other current characters... Uh, to also talk about racism, if you're familiar with Sesame Street, uh, Rosita, who has been around quite a while, I don't probably 90s, because I don't think she was around when I was a kid, but Rosita, maybe she was, um, is uh, is 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 a Latina Muppet, and uh, and I'm not sh I honestly I'm not sure if she's Mexican Spanish, but Latina, uh, and she is going to talk about her and her family dealing with racism, like kind of, and obviously not real world racism because Rosita is a Muppet, but probably mirroring real-world events of racism. And they're going to talk frankly about it on Sesame Street. And I think this is fantastic. Sesame Street is always, you know, broken. I don't want to say broken the mold because these are obvious things, but they've never shied away from doing things, like a special needs Muppet, you know, things like that. They've never shied away from these things, and it's very important for kids. And on top of that, I've always said education. That's why we talk mental health and mental illness. It's a lot of times it's ignorance. Yes, there's people out there that are just hateful, and you're never going to change them. But there's a lot of people out there that are just ignorant and they just don't know any better. So even there's a kid at home whose parents are ignorant and they're, they're those type of people, maybe they're going to watch Sesame Street and think independently about race and about racism and about their friends who might look a little bit different. So good on you, Sesame Street. I, I love Sesame Street. I love the Muppets. I love Sesame Workshop. And I think this is a very, very, very positive move. Uh, I'm not shocked at all because Sesame Street. And I will be looking forward to that. I... I I'll be, we watch Sesame Street in my house, so I'll be catching that when, uh, when he's actually on episodes. Uh, speaking of kids' shows, Magic School Bus, that's right, there is a rebooted Magic School Bus that's out if you're not aware of this. Uh, you're probably not aware of it unless you're a parent. I am because it's, it's a Netflix-exclusive thing, and, and my kid likes the original Magic School Bus, has yet to watch the new Magic School Bus because we haven't gotten through all the original Magic School Bus. Uh, but people are losing their minds uh, because the animation is different. And here's the thing, I'm not going to argue. You can, fine, be upset, be offended by the animation and everything else. Uh, what I will say here, there's a few very important things to, to unpack with this. I'm not going to argue. Don't send me hate mail and be It is terrible. Fine. It is terrible. I'm indifferent about it. I will say uh, this recently came up like the past few weeks. This has been a controversy is the Magic School Bus characters in the animation. Magic School Bus, the, the new version, has been on Netflix for four years. Four years, and everyone just caught up with this. Here's that picking the things to get upset about situation. Four years it's been around, and now it's now it's the outrage. Again, be outraged. I don't care. I don't I don't care enough about a children's show that's on Netflix uh, to, to get enraged about this because it's not offensive. From, from what I can see, people, I think if you're offended by it, you're allowed to be offended. Uh, but I will also say uh, new animation can be jarring. We're talking about 30 years between animation here. 30. You ever watched, like, an older Disney movie? And then 
a 90s Disney movie and then take a full circle watch like a 2010s Disney movie they're all different it's different animation that's what it is you ever seen for those of you parents at home you've seen the movie Tangled there's a Tangled series on Disney Plus it's from Disney Channel completely different animation doesn't look anything like Tangled so these things happen it's updated animation, whether you like it or not. I don't don't automatically be offended because it's updated. The last thing I will unpack is I saw this one floating around, and again, I'm not going to argue. If you're offended, then that's what it is. Uh, but I, I saw something about it being transphobic or or homophobic, which are these terms. Uh, the the Miss Frizz, if you're familiar with with uh, with Magic School Bus. Uh, is actually a homophobic character, the way she's drawn. I I, I don't see it. I'm not going to argue with you. But what I will say, and then I'm going to leave this one alone, be upset about Magic School Buzz, don't at me, don't send me hate mail, is somebody needs to tell Kate McKinnon that the character she voices on Magic School Bus is homophobic uh, because she happens to be gay. So can we let Kate McKinnon know that she is voicing a homophobic animated character on Netflix? Because uh, I'm guessing she's not aware Cool? Cool. All right, let's move on. It's amazing. People get so upset about a cartoon. Like, then, then don't watch it. What, what's a, is, your, is your kid going to like become evil because they're... No. Just, we, we always complain. We've got to stop remaking anything. Just don't remake anything. People are going to complain no matter what. I know I'm getting some hate mail on that one. All right, common sense. We're going to end up dedicating more time to this. But I've been struggling for the past week, obviously because of what happened uh, with the the massage parlors uh, and also what happened at the supermarket in Colorado. Supermarket in Colorado. Uh, that one hit me personally very harsh. Uh, I have family uh, that live just outside of Denver. I'm not good with geography, so I had to immediately say, okay, could that possibly be where any of my family was? Fortunately not. But then, of course, I got to thinking about this. And for those of you that have listened to Go Tell Us the Wall and Common Sense Sundays uh, for any period of time, really, you know I've talked about stories that have been ongoing throughout the history of this podcast, of the YouTube channel, you know, of Go Tell Us the Wall. Some of those things are really funny. Some of them are, you know, just dumb, and we continue to follow them. You know, silly social trends, whatever. And those things are kind of fun a lot of times, or they're, they're things to rant about. Unfortunately, things like mass shootings and school shootings uh, have been a common theme throughout Go Tell to the Wall. I would love to say I think that will change, but I just, I don't, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And I don't know what to do anymore. Because what I did was I went to look through some clips that I had. Just clips. Talking about school shootings. Hashtag, if I die in a school shooting. That ridiculous church in Pennsylvania. And I realized. You talk about one thing. There's a little lull for a couple months. And then there's another one. And I didn't even want to share anything at that point because I realized it was just too much. 
how much time I've had to spend talking about this over the past five years. It's exhausting. And then, of course, I got to thinking, well, this is going on well before I was yelling at a wall about it. And that one, that one really hit me hard. Because here's the thing. Depending on your age, you know, we all have things that we relate to when it comes to these things. I was in high school when Columbine happened. April 20th, 1999. I was in high school. I remember us all watching the aftermath of that on televisions as we're sitting in class. And how shocked we were. Being like, how could anything like... And it was... You just couldn't believe anything like that could possibly happen. And there it was unfolding. And details coming out. And we're hearing all these things as high school kids. And I remember the, the, the increased security at all the high school... I'm in San Diego, not in Colorado, where Columbine happened. The increased security at schools across the nation. Now, I know we'd had shootings before that, but that day, I lived it. Things really changed. And then it hit home two years later. I'm still in high school. And I'll never forget it. I'm sitting in Coach Ozdowski's calculus class, sitting there, you know, it's later in the day. One of my classmates, I'm not going to give his name, but Mike, I'm not going to give his full name. He comes running in the classroom. And Coach Ozdowski's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he, he looks at him and he says, and I'll never forget this, and I'll never forget the look on his face for the rest of my life. He looks at Coach Oz and he says, someone just pulled a Columbine at Santana. That was how it was presented. And immediately we turned on the TV and we could see that there was a shooting at Santana High School in Santee, San Diego. A school that we competed against. In fact, I believe I had just competed against them in track recently, like not long before that. This must have been the spring. 20 years ago. Over 20 years ago for Columbine, 20 years ago for that. And it just never changes. It doesn't. And it's so ridiculous to the point that the NRA comes out and they make more money. Everyone ups their, their you know, their, their NRA donations. They start buying guns and the, the gun industry booms. And I would like to point out, because if you're new to the podcast, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, why do you hate all guns? I don't hate all guns. I have shot guns in my life. I have owned guns in my life. I don't think there's any problem with having a shotgun, depending where you live, to protect your home. Having a rifle to go hunting, even a handgun to protect your home. I don't think anyone needs to necessarily carry those things around on a daily basis. But I see the usefulness of guns. I don't see any, 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 any use whatsoever for things like an AR-15. You want to shoot big guns? Go join the military. Nobody needs to own guns like that. They don't. And this is why the NRA is a terrorist organization. That's not the first time I've said it. Won't be the last. And I welcome your hate mail. Never going to change my mind. The NRA is a terrorist organization. They have nothing to do with, with your Second Amendment rights. They're out there for themselves. So you can say, oh, they're protecting... Oh, shut the fuck up. The NRA is a nonprofit organization. It has nothing to do with... It's, it's not connected to police. It's not connected to the military. It's a terrorist organization. 
And if you don't see that, I don't know what to tell you to convince you otherwise. I will say, uh, this one hit me real, real hard. Because the other night, the, the coach of the Denver Nuggets before the game talked about it. And he actually read the names of the victims after they'd been released. And, and he broke down really bad. And I'm watching this on SportsCenter. I'm not watching it live. I'm watching it on SportsCenter on ESPN. It's just, it's just you know, there. And I, I was automatically, that grabbed me. And I'm watching. And I'm going, oh, my God, that that's brutal. And they show the clip, and they go back to Scott Van Pelt, who is a an idol of mine, absolute idol of mine. And happens to work for ESPN. And uh, he was breaking down live on national television. That hit me hard because to see an idol of mine, one of the most professional people you will ever see doing what he does, and it hit him in that moment. We all feel this way. We need to continue talking about it. We need to dismantle organizations like the NRA. We need common sense gun laws and regulations. And I don't have the energy to deal with the, the, the voter stuff in Georgia. It's 1,000 times easier to buy a gun in Georgia now than it is to vote. So think about priorities of places like Georgia. All right, moving on with some more common sense here. Uh, there's a new billboard that went up near Fenway. A little upset at a few Dodger fans here. It's actually a billboard that went up thanking Red Sox fans for Mookie Betts. I know most many of you are not sports fans, but Mookie Betts was a very good baseball player with the Boston Red Sox. They had to trade him away because they really couldn't afford to pay him. I'm not going to get into semantics of, of professional sports and stuff. They had to trade him away. It was just that was the only way it was going to work. It's not that the fans traded him away. The ownership of the team traded him away. So a wealthy I guess wealthy Dodger fan paid for this billboard to be put up near Fenway and basically rub it in to all the Red Sox fans that really loved Mookie and wanted him to be a Red Sox for a long time. Uh, this is not a classy move. I don't care who you are. It's not funny. And before you come at me and say, oh, no, you would think it's funny if... No. No, I spoke out against the whole damaged logo uh, after the Dodgers lost the world, lost uh, the 2018 World Series to the Red Sox said, no, that's low class. And a lot of Red Sox fans did the same. I was very vocal about it. This is rubbing it in. It's not something that needs to happen. But here's the bottom line with it. Even if you think it's funny, ha, 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 rub it in, ha, ha, ha. Is this the best way to spend your money right now? Like, in general, is it the best way to spend your money? But especially right now. How many people are about to be evicted? How many people can't pay their bills? How many people can't eat right now? Maybe instead of spending a bunch of money on a stupid fucking billboard in Boston, help out some people that are in need. Just a thought. I swear to God, fucking rich people. Like, oh, I'm going to buy a billboard. Shut the fuck up. You're not even going to see the damn thing. You're in L.A. <laughs> stupid. It's so stupid. I, like, I, that one it drove me nuts. I got a couple hours of like, why are people doing these things? It's low class, and it's a waste of money. Waste of I don't I, like I. I thought about looking up billboard costs, like in around Fenway, because that this I I know billboard costs depending where I've I've bought billboards around Los Angeles, not with my own money, but with a marketing budget. I bought billboards around Fenway; they're going to be quite quite pricey. But that's how it is. 
All right, Amazon drivers. This one's uh, floating around the social platforms as well. Uh, but there's been word that Amazon drivers uh, have, have pee bottles, pee bottles in, in their delivery trucks and vans so that they can relieve themselves while trying to stick to a schedule. Now, of course, Amazon has come out and said this is absolutely not true. And here's the thing. Common sense tells us that, yeah, this is probably happening. Amazon's working their, their delivery people like crazy. They have cameras and, like, all kinds of crazy stuff. Like, a pee bottle doesn't seem that crazy to me, you know? I, I'm not really guilty of this, but I, I guarantee there are people out there. You probably know somebody that's been on a long road trip, couldn't stop, and had to, had to pee in a bottle. If you've ever been to Burning Man, <laughs> you have had a pee jug. That's how you go when you don't want to get out of your tent at 5 o'clock in the morning and walk to the Porto. That's a little TMI for those of you, but if you're a burner, you're like, yeah, that's about right. So, I'm sure it's real. And here's the thing. I'm not going to get up in arms about this. I think it's wrong. We have a, like, again, prioritizing things. Workers' rights at Amazon, like, it's a whole thing that just needs to be overhauled completely. But, yes, let's focus on some pee bottles. Uh, but I will say, that is also why Amazon boxes do not come into my house. Amazon boxes get delivered. Amazon boxes get opened on my porch. Amazon boxes get thrown in the trash. Hands get washed. Stuff gets moved inside. That's that's how I do it, because I don't mess around. And honestly, even without my obsessive-compulsive disorder, I'd probably do the same. <laughs> like, like, I know you got a pee bottle in there, dude. I, I don't want this box in my house. <laughs> All right, some entertainment news. I got a couple things, and then we're going to wrap it up for this episode of Common Sense Sundays. Uh, Six Underground. This this movie's been out for a while. It's a Netflix original movie. Um, I finally got around to starting to watch it last night, and it's funny because we started up this thing. My wife's like, oh, what's that? We had it in our watch list. On it. I was like, oh, no, that's the Brian Reynolds. It's you know supposed to be good, and it's Michael Bay. She goes, oh, okay, what do you, and what, what, what do you think? And I was like, you know what? I have a feeling this is going to be uh, ridiculous like stunts and action. Like, just over-the-top, so unrealistic stunts in action, uh, plus Ryan Reynolds' witty dialogue. And sure enough, that's what it is. <laughs> Couldn't get through the whole thing, because we got, like, a third of the way in, and my wife's like, all right, <laughs> it's like 11 o'clock on a Saturday, and she's like, all right, I've had enough of this. Uh, so I'm going to finish that bad boy up. But I recommend it. If you're looking for something kind of mindless but funny, uh, Ryan Reynolds is my absolute 100% unequivocal number one man crush. I will watch Ryan Reynolds in just about anything. Uh, so I am biased with Six Underground, uh, but it, it's it's witty Ryan Reynolds dialogue and ridiculous over-the-top Michael Bay chase scenes and action scenes and, you know, ridiculousness like that. So check that out uh, free if, if, you're, if you've got Netflix. Uh, shows, they are coming back. I was a little bit jealous of this one, but at the same time I knew I was not prepared, but then I saw pictures and I was like, well, shit, if it had been close, I could have done that. Uh, we had Jen uh, from the Bomb Pops, Lynn from Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and Brenna from uh, The Last Gang. That's funny. I was blanking on that one. I was like, the ticket stub. It's right there. The Last Gang. Uh, all, all Fat Wreck uh, uh, bands. They actually put on a little acoustic show at Alex's Bar down there in Long Beach. Um, and it was some, some live music done responsibly. And I actually saw the photos. And it was like, we got, it's, it's each of them with a guitar. Stage way over there, caution tape. Nobody's getting nearby. And in fact, I saw Jen, like when she put a, like put out an Instagram, was like, "Don't high five me or hug me. I'm not ready for that yet." Done really well. And in fact, it looked like I said to my wife last night, I was like, "Man, if that had been closer, because Long Long Beach, for those of you not familiar with LA, it's not incredibly far. I mean, my sis Laura and I go to. We've been to a ton of shows at Alex's, but 
like right now it's like oh, I don't have it in me to drive all the way down there. I haven't driven in a year, <laughs> over a year, but I was like, shit, if that would have been happening nearby, uh, I would have done it. And then sure enough, from the pictures, I was like, that's no more dangerous than if I was just walking down the street. Like, I, you know, you're not near anybody. Stand way in the back. And and uh, and I've never seen Lynn or Brenna do acoustic sets, but I can tell you, Jen, fantastic doing acoustic music. Um, so that was that was great to see. Uh, I can't wait to be ready, and it's just going to be a matter of time. And in fact, I was glad to see this news. Punk in the Park was moved. Uh, it's now been moved to November. I believe it's November 7th and 8th. Um, I'm going to be there both days now. I was worried they were going to try to continue go forward with it in April, but now it's moved to November. Uh, I'll be there both days. If you're in Southern California, look for me. Uh, I'll, I'll update as we're closer to the thing. I, although I've said it before. It shows I'm, I, I can be, especially at festivals, fairly easy to find because you just look for the tall dude with the, with the big beard, and then I'm usually walking around uh, with... Now, granted, she's, she's not tall, uh, but I'm walking around with my sis who usually has bright red or orange hair. So between that, you, you can pick us out at the festivals and stuff, but, but I'm looking forward to that two days in November. Um, and I'm going to be there both days. I got to pick up my second day ticket, but I mean, no effects. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to be there. I will be there. All right. Punksylvania. I've mentioned this one, uh, previously. That's the, that's a festival that's going on out there in, um, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh, why don't I have the dates? I've said the dates before. I didn't put the dates here. And I, it's September. The tickets are on sale, uh, but the reason I'm bringing this up again is because they just unveiled like the the venue map, for, and it's this private property with hiking trails and just all kinds of madness. And I was like, oh, now that looks fun. Camping, all kinds of great stuff. Just a really cool outdoor venue for a festival. I'm I'm pretty. Ju- I don't know that I'm gonna make it to that one. Maybe I doubt it, but maybe I'll get there. Um, but I am extreme. I'm envious of that venue because whoo. It's very nice. Very nice. All right. Uh, Venomous Pinks, they're doing a live stream tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, honestly, if you're listening or watching this, it's probably going, if you caught it right as I posted, it's probably going on right now. Uh, so pause this and go watch the live stream. Uh, and, of course, if it's after the fact and you're listening to this later or whatever, uh, that one should be up on their YouTube uh, or check out on Instagram. You'll probably get linked to to exactly where they're going to put that performance. Love the Venomous Pinks. Uh, I, I'll be watching that one live for sure tonight, uh, especially I should be all done with the with the show by then. Uh, but like I said, we'll likely be available afterwards, so check that out. Uh, bands in studio. Oh, two of my absolute favorite bands right literally in the studio right now. The Drowns drove down from Seattle to Los Angeles. They're currently in Los Angeles uh, starting recording on their next album. And Barstool Preachers, the Barstool Preachers, BSP, they are currently tracking songs for their next album, which is fantastic. Looking forward to that album as well. So much new music is going to be coming. Uh, Looking forward to all that. All, all, all that great music coming. Uh, And there's two of my absolute favorite bands that have gotten back into the studio and they are creating new music. And speaking of Barstool Preachers, BSP, the Barstool Preachers, uh, they're currently having a merch sale. It's a 10-day merch sale. It just kicked off, I think, yesterday or the day before. Uh, you can go on there and you can get, uh, they have five pounds. And forgive me, everyone that's in the U.S., five pounds because everything's, you know, and then it converts it for you. So if, if you're not in Great Britain, it converts it for you. But but five pounds uh, off T-shirts. Uh, they also have vinyl on sale, a whole bunch of stuff in their store on sale. Check it out. If you're watching the video, uh, don't question me about this particular shirt you will not be able to pick up this particular barstool preacher shirt uh from their website simply because this was an extremely limited run that was done by pirates press records 
Uh, and I actually picked it up when they were doing the limited run. Picked one up for my kid, too. Uh, hers is a little big. She doesn't quite fit into it yet. But you won't be able to pick up this particular, I like to call it my pirate barstool preacher shirt with the black and red. Uh, but you can get this logo on a t-shirt. It's just going to be a black t-shirt. Either way, check that out. I picked up I picked up a couple of shirts for my wife. Uh, it's funny because I go through and look and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I, I own... I own all of that stuff, so. But I was able to pick up, besides the T-shirts for my wife, I was able to pick up the, uh, the picture vinyl uh, from the When This World Ends EP that I hadn't picked up yet, and I was, oh, it's on sale, perfect. Send me that thing, please. So I got that coming my way. It's gonna take three years uh, to get here because the, you know, the canal's blocked and everything, and it's coming. I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I didn't have the energy to talk about boats being stuck in a canal and everything else. Like, hmm, all right, okay, nope, nope, I can't, I can't unpack that, just don't have the energy for it. All right, well, that's going to do it. Uh, bottom line, buy some Barstool Preachers merch from their website, because that money is going directly to to helping them finish up the album, and uh, and and I, I want to see that, I want to see the album. And come join the, something, the Barstool Preachers fan group that we have, uh, it, it goes in waves, and like, there will be a week where I'm like, I'm going through and I have to approve past couple weeks has been real slow so uh if you're not joined that group yet uh join up and if you're in there already uh invite some friends so we can so we can get some more numbers especially with new music coming out new merch you know merch sales and everything else uh paul's been posting a lot of great photos uh from the band zombie teeth they've been the band's been posting his great photos <laughs> and then paul's of course posting photos uh so, so make sure you're checking that out as well all right that is gonna do it for this episode of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, don't forget, no new show next week. We should be back the following week, uh, back to normal with everything. But just enjoy your Easter. If you don't celebrate Easter, just enjoy the weekend, whatever you may be doing on on that, which which is shaping up to be a fine spring weekend if you're you know into the sunny weather and everything else. Um, so don't forget, no new show. But we're, we're going to have some new content coming up this week anyway. Just new stuff that's getting onto the YouTube and everything. So look forward to that. Uh, and until we are back, no. Oh, make sure make sure you uh, you're you're huh, following our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Go Tell It to the Wall, as well as our YouTube channel. Search Go Tell It to the Wall and subscribe to our channel. Uh, and of course, my own personal Instagram, which is is at SoCalSean. And most importantly, would be SeanOrourkeLive.com. If nothing else, just have SeanOrourkeLive.com bookmarked in your browser so you can check back often. All right, on that note, this has been episode 41 of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell It to the Wall, hosted by me, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. And until next time, Wall fans, Common Sensors, remember, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, no matter where you go, no matter why you are doing it, always, always use Common Sense. <laughs>